joining us. The Philadelphia Eagles are back in action on Sunday afternoon, taking on the San Francisco 49ers in another highly anticipated game this week. It is a rematch of the NFC Championship game, and honestly, it's been a game that, like the Eagles rematch of the Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago, has been highlighted on most NFL fans' schedules since the schedule was released back in May. So this is a game that everybody's looking forward to, and it will be an exciting time at Lincoln Financial Field. Now, as I alluded to earlier this week, it does have playoff implications if the Eagles win and get some help, but certainly the most important thing is the Eagles have to win this game. This game is the game of the year for the NFC. It is potentially a preview of the NFC title game. It is a game that is going to feature two powerhouse teams going at it, and it's going to be a fun game to watch. And ultimately, this game could decide who gets that number one seed in the NFC come playoff time. So as usual, we're going to take a look at some of these keys to the game and what are the things that I'm going to be focusing on as I watch this game on Sunday. What are the things that are going to instill confidence in me that the Eagles are going to win this game? So the first key to the game is going to be the quarterback matchup, and this is going to be a storied matchup years from now. Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts are two of the best quarterbacks in the league, certainly the top two quarterbacks in the NFC right now. And Brock Purdy being drafted with the last pick in the NFL draft last season has certainly shaken off the nickname Mr. Irrelevant that's assigned to that pick. Earlier this month, Brock Purdy gave the 49ers their first perfect quarterback rating since Joe Montana back in the 80s, and Brock Purdy has really just been a stellar quarterback. There's nothing to say about that, and it's not being biased against the Eagles. Brock Purdy is a really, really, really good quarterback. This season, Purdy has a 112.3 passer rating. That's the best in the league. He's thrown 214 completed passes out of 305 attempts, 2,871 yards and 19 touchdowns all season. He's been picked off six times. That's tied for first among the top 25 quarterbacks in the league right now. And he's been sacked 21 times. So he is a good quarterback. Make no mistake about it. And Sean Desai talked about how much of a challenge Brock Purdy is to defenses. Uh, you know, I think Brock's playing at a really high level. You know, he's really efficient with the ball, uh, getting the ball out in rhythm and timing to his receivers. Uh, I think they do a good job uh, mixing their run and pass, and, and Brock really runs that offense really well, and he's feeling really uh, comfortable doing that. He, uh, he's slippery. You know, he, he, he's a little bit quick and can be evasive in the pocket, uh, and he keeps his eyes upfield and, and is able to target some explosives downfield that way too. So we'll, we'll have to have a good plan of crowding him uh, and then you know, uh, getting tight to some of these routes so we can contest some of these throws that they throw. Now, if you look at the entire body of work, Jalen Hurts certainly is, statistically speaking, a worse quarterback. He's a 94.9 passer rating on the season. He's going 242 for 358 in the passing game with 2,697 passing yards, 18 touchdowns. He's been picked off 10 times this season. That's tied for fourth worst among the top 25 quarterbacks. And he's been sacked 29 times, which is tied for sixth most in the league. 
but why is Jalen Hurts a better quarterback than Brock Purdy in this kind of situation? Because while Brock Purdy might be a better quarterback, statistically speaking, Jalen Hurts is the most clutch quarterback in the league. He has a league-leading 114.4 passer rating when behind, and that number jumps to 136.6 when he's behind in the second half. Jalen Hurts has not thrown an interception in the second half when trailing, and he has eight straight victories when trailing by double digits. That's the most in league history. No other quarterback comes close to that number. So these two quarterbacks, some of the greatest in the league, certainly the best in the NFC, it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup here. But when I look at this, I need clutch Jalen Hurts to come in and defeat statistically better Brock Purdy because, as we all know, Games aren't played out on paper. They are played out in real life on an actual field with 11 actual guys on your offense and 11 actual guys on your defense. And Jalen Hurts in those situations is better because he's able to deliver. So I have full confidence that Jalen Hurts is going to do a great job, but I think Jalen Hurts at the end of the day is the better quarterback, not because he's better on paper, but because he is better in the tough situations, and that ultimately is what's going to propel you to a victory. The second key to the game is going to be getting to Brock Purdy, and I do mean getting to Brock Purdy. I'm not talking about getting pressure on Brock Purdy. Here's why. Brock Purdy, earlier this season, faced off against the New York Giants. The New York Giants, according to Next Gen Stats from the NFL, blitzed Brock Purdy on 33 of his 39 dropbacks, which was the highest blitz rate in a game in the next-gen stats era. Brock Purdy then switched to average the fastest time to throw of his career at 2.34 seconds. And Purdy versus the blitz in that game was 20 for 31, 247 yards, and two touchdowns. Simply getting pressure on Brock Purdy is not going to be enough. You actually have to sack Brock Purdy in order to have any kind of an impact. And in that regard, Hassan Reddick, probably public enemy number one in San Francisco, given the fact that he was the one who delivered the sack that knocked Brock Purdy out of the NFC Championship game for most of it and triggered the UCL tear that required surgery in the offseason. Now, to be very clear, here on the Bird's Nest podcast at Bird's Nest Media, injuries are not celebrated. I am not advocating for Hassan Reddick to go out there and injure Brock Purdy. That is not what I am saying. But the Eagles need to get to Brock Purdy. They need to make sure that they are sacking him as often as possible, so that way he doesn't have the time that he needs in the pocket. Now, is that going to be enough on its own? No. The Eagles' defense is also going to need to make sure that they do a lot of coverage. They, they are really paying attention two guys like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, but getting to the quarterback is not going to hurt in these kinds of situations. And Brock Purdy getting sacked is certainly not a part of the San Francisco 49ers' long-range plan to win on Sunday afternoon. Now, most of these keys to the game are going to be very focused on the defense, and there's a reason why that's the case. Except for one game this season, 
when the 49ers faced off against the Los Angeles Rams in week two and only won by a touchdown, none of the San Francisco 49ers' eight wins going into this week have come with less than two scores. So it is going to be a really, really, really imperative focus on this defense to be able to shut down the San Francisco 49ers' high-powered offense. This is going to be a battle of which defense is going to be better because the Eagles' offense and the 49ers' offense are two of the best offenses in the league right now. And it's really important for the Eagles' defense to make sure that they're the ones that are coming out on top, making sure that they're the ones that are able to complete the picture and play the best game that they can. The third key to this game, turnovers. Always talk about it here. And San Francisco lost three games in a row earlier this season. They lost them to the Cincinnati Bengals, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Cleveland Browns. And in all three of those games, Brock Purdy was picked off five of the six times that he's been picked off all season during those stretch of games. And the 49ers lost two fumbles during that stretch of games as well. So really, there were seven turnovers over the course of three games. And it's very difficult to win under those situations. The Eagles need to capitalize and be able to take the ball away from the 49ers that much more. The most clutch plays of the season for the Eagles defense has been those turnovers, especially in the last few games, which have been shootouts. The Eagles' only loss this season came, of course, against the New York Jets, where the Eagles' defense had no interceptions, and they weren't even able to force the Jets to fumble the ball, let alone recover the fumble. The Jets had zero forced fumbles in that game. The other statistic of note here is that Nick Sirianni has never lost a game when the Eagles have been plus one or better in the turnover column. So there's no stat that more closely correlates to a team winning or losing than whether or not they're winning or losing in the turnover battle. And in this situation, the Eagles need to make sure that they're able to come away with a few key turnovers that will force the 49ers to end drives without points. And conversely, the Eagles, who are now minus two in turnover differential, which means that they've given the ball away two more times than they've taken it away, need to start to right the ship there and need to be able to take the ball away more from defenses because that's going to be really, really important in this game. The fourth key to this game is going to be shutting down the run game. And honestly, I long for the days earlier this season when the Eagles defense was averaging around 60 rushing yards per game and led the league in the rushing yards per game stat. But those days, unfortunately, are gone. The Philadelphia Eagles are now the number three rushing defense in the league, averaging 85.3 yards per game on the ground after giving up 168 and 173 rushing yards in each of the last two weeks. By contrast, the 49ers are averaging 136 rushing yards per game. That's seventh in the league, and the Eagles are trailing just behind them at eighth in the league. Now, 168 and 173 rushing yards in a game when the Philadelphia Eagles have invested so much into their defense to be able to shut down the run is inexcusable. And the Eagles defense is going to be up to another challenge this week with Christian McCaffrey coming up for the 49ers. 
Christian McCaffrey is the NFL's leading rusher this season. He's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. He's got 939 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns to his credit this season. The Eagles simply have to have an answer for CMC and the 49ers rushing offense if they're going to have any kind of a chance at winning this game. Otherwise, the 49ers, like the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to just run all over this team. Now, Sean Desai did say earlier this week that it is a work in progress. I think he's got to get bodies around him. You know, you got to get different looks, uh, try to impact his route progression from different angles uh, and put different matchups on him because they do a great job of creating their matchups there. And so we got to be able to have uh, multiple different ways and different angles at which we want to cover him. But whether or not the plan is fully fleshed out at this point, the Philadelphia Eagles, very simply put, have to have that plan and have to be able to execute that plan because CMC is going to run. We just know that. And he's probably going to score. We just know that. And if the last two weeks have been any indication, that's a big area of concern for me. And I'm really, really hoping that those concerns are abated early in the game. The last key to the game is going to be playing the full 60 minutes. And I want to preface this by saying that the Eagles seem to be the reverse team of last year. The Eagles started strong last season. They scored a lot of points early, especially in the second quarter. And the Eagles really just kind of coasted from there to the end of the game. That strategy carried them to the Super Bowl, but it failed them there. And it makes sense because some years ago, I remember this was a really, really prominent focus of the Chip Kelly years, where the Eagles got off to a fast start and then just kind of coasted. This season, the Eagles simply have not gotten off to great starts. And in the last two weeks, they only scored once in the first half. Nick Sirianni was asked about getting off to faster starts earlier this week and had this to say about it. Obviously, every everything that you do is we don't, we don't start with, with things that, I mean, there's different ways you're starting, right? There's, there's things you want to set up. There's things you want to see. There's things, but you always want to start off fast. And so it's just us putting the guys in positions to succeed and the, and the guys executing. It, was all, it, will always come back, it will always come down to that. Um, sometimes, you, you know, we've, we've been pretty successful here in this past two years of, of our opening drives, um, a lot with our opening drives of going down and being able to get points. Uh, obviously, last week and the week before that were, you know, I think you need to look at the entire body of work. Not, but I also understand that we're judged on our last our last game or our last two games. So um, that's not something we're, we know we've been pretty good at that. Um, not something at all that we're, we're hitting a panic button on. We just got to do a better job putting the guys in, in positions to succeed and, um, and, and then just the execution. It will always, it will always be that. And Jalen Hurts continues to say that he's not playing up to his standard, even though the Eagles have 10 wins. I could only think about the things that, um, I could have done better to that point because uh, we truly, you know, there's an opportunity for us to go down. Um, and we had some setbacks with false starts, um, different things that came up, miscommunication. Um, and so I was, I was upset with that. But he built us out, and um, we had an opportunity to – we didn't even get the ball first, you know. So defense held him to a field goal, and we had an opportunity to finish, and then we did. Now the team gets itself into situations where Jalen Hurts has to be the most clutch quarterback, where the defense has to make critical plays, where everybody has to really pull some extra weight 
because they don't get off to those good, strong starts. And while on the whole it's worked out for them, these last couple of weeks it's been a little bit scary. The Eagles have held on for dear life against the Dallas Cowboys, against the Kansas City Chiefs, against the Buffalo Bills. Really, they haven't played a truly complete game since the Miami Dolphins game, and that really, I would argue, is the only complete game that they've played. The Eagles, simply put, will not be able to get away with a flat start this week, or it's going to be over before halftime. The Eagles have to show up from kickoff to the final whistle, and whether that means making changes to how the Eagles play those early quarters, those early minutes of the game, whether or not making sure that we're changing up some play calling so that way the team isn't throwing screen passes on third down and two sticks. The Eagles, very simply put, have to make sure that they're running long, sustained drives early and often in order to keep the 49ers out of this game. So those are going to be my keys to the game, but let me know what you think in the comments below. What's getting you excited about this game? What has you concerned? Let me know. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning in to the Bird's Nest podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media right here on YouTube and by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you feel so inclined to support us in a different way, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles!